Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. Very, very excited for tonight's show. We've got a uh, just a, a stellar band, fantastic band that I dig a lot. I dig a lot. Um, and I, I was just telling the guys before we went on the air that um, their PR, uh, the, the company they're working with uh, for PR, Trend, uh, Trend out in LA there. Um, you know, when they sent over the press kit and whatnot, and the whole very nice package, which, uh, you know, three cheers to trend, you guys could uh, be giving, uh, you know, classes on how to do this. Um, they always send such nice, it, it just excites me. This is what happens when you do podcasts, folks. Anyhow, um, I checked them out, and I was just blown away. They are a fantastic rock band. And, and that's what they are. They're a rock band. And, you know, it, it works. It works very well, and it's very refreshing to see a rock band uh, and experience that. The name of the band is Astro, Astro Lux. And without further ado, here are the guys. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? We're good. Uh, hi, Jamie. Thank you for having us on. You've got uh, Will Schuch here, the uh, guitarist and singer for the band. And uh, Michael Lieberman, cool. the drummer. And Camille uh, Fidel on the bass. Nice. Nice. Well, they're very cool. You know, it's, um, it was interesting. I, I was reading um, a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. Now, Will, you, as I understand it, you and Michael dated the same gal and – um, and then stayed friends, apparently, and she introduced you guys, right, as, as I understand it? That's that's correct, yeah. We actually share a mutual ex-girlfriend a couple of years apart, um, but uh, she was the one that originally, obviously, when you date someone, they learn a lot about your interests and your hopes and your dreams and all that, so it turns out that Michael and I have always had the same hope and dream of being in a band, so even nice. though it didn't work out for either one of us with her. She uh, thought we might make a pretty good team ourselves. Well, that's okay. They, you know, it all it all ends all's well that ends well. Just you know, let her run the merch table once in a while. No, I give her give her a shirt or something. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, no, I'm we, an old we man. Her, we send her all of our songs, and oh. she's still uh, very <laughs> very much a part of our lives. But it does. It does make things a lot easier when we get all the groupies, you know, being untethered. Anyway. Exactly. Absolutely. You don't have to deal with that. Um, <laughs> that's funny. That's that's every band's dream. Everybody, I, I've never been, well, actually, I was in a band briefly. I do not play, I'm not musically talented. I'm a painter by trade. And uh, when I was in high school, I had, it was the 80s, and I had really big hair. It looked like an atomic bomb went off on my head. And um, and I knew a lot of girls. So this band said, you got to play keyboards. And I said, I don't know how to play keyboards. And, what you, and they're like, don't worry about it. We can 
program every just stand there. Can you stand there? I'm like, yeah. So I did that for like a couple yeah. months, and it was boring for me, but didn't work out, you know. <laughs> other things to do. But for you guys, this is your dream, and it's happening, man. How cool is that? Now, were you yeah, guys yeah. always, like, in other bands and stuff? No, strangely enough. I mean, I'll, I'll let the other guys talk a little about their backgrounds. We all took quite a bit of time off of music and have uh, developed very, very successful professional careers outside of it. Um, I actually work uh, for a very cool VR company, been in entertainment for a long time, and uh, I haven't really played music in, in you know almost a decade, so it's all very new to me again, and it's been very, very fun. I'll, I'll let Michael and Cam talk a little bit about it, too. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I own a luxury travel agency, which uh, I've been in the travel hey. business for about 10 years, uh, second generation. And I ironically do music travel, uh, primarily uh, touring bands, which is amazing. So oh, wow. I'll still be a part of some artists and, you know, booking uh, their travel around the world and, uh, you know, keeping up with their tours and uh, day-to-day uh, movements. And uh, also, you know, high-end leisure, which is fun. And, uh, yeah, it's a great career, but I, drums and music has always been my passion. Uh, I've been playing for almost 20 years now. Uh, I've been in many bands wow. since like high school, but uh, since I've been in LA, I, I put you know music aside and focused on the professional life. And this whole reintroduction uh, through our mutual ex sparked this new project and really you know fueled this creative fire in us to write music again and get in front of an audience and you know to kind of manifest this dream of playing our songs for the world. That's awesome. That yeah. Is so cool. Uh, uh, um, and uh, this is Cam. So. Um, I work in media. Um, I've, I've, you know, did many just various departments. I was a traveling photographer for the company for a while, and then I produced my own pilot. And uh, I, I produced the content for businesses and restaurants. And uh, like Will, I, you know, when I moved from Canada here, uh, I, I stopped music because I thought, you know, got to focus <laughs> in life and uh, be serious. <laughs> but um, I picked... So I stopped kind of playing music around 2013, and I got back into it just two years ago. Wow. Well, that's great, guys. You know, the cool thing is you're avoiding by having, you know, successful careers outside of uh, the band and whatnot. Um, You're avoiding, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember being young and, and, and like friends would have bands and I don't know somebody would need rent or something and all of a sudden all the amps disappeared, you know, that pond off or something, you know, that happened a few times, (laughs) at least in Detroit where I grew up. And, you know, it just was always a lot of nonsense. You know, I'm like, you guys have enough going against you. You don't need that, you know, but you guys have avoided all that by, uh, by waiting a little bit. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. And you guys look young. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, thanks. Well, there's this whole perception of the starving artist, you know, and you have to really struggle for your art. We're uh, we're trying to change that. We want to be well-fed artists, I think. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In my world, I'm a painter, like I said, by trade, and that's, you know, I've been doing that for know, 20 years, you know, and um, it's the same thing, you know, people. It's weird. It's the same thing in the U.S. When I'm in Europe and stuff, it's it's very different. People, you know, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like I'm a painter in America when you tell people that they say oh do you paint houses do you paint cars what do you paint 
And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, depends on the size of the check. <laughs> but, yeah, I can paint you a nice house on a canvas, you know. Um, but in Europe, it's different. You you say, oh, I'm a painter. And they're like, it, it, you're treated like you're a doctor or something. It's, it's totally different world. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's that way for musicians. I would imagine so. I would imagine so, you know, the art held a little higher uh, esteem. But you guys are great. You know, one of the really cool things, like I mentioned when uh, we started the show, is you guys are a rock band and, and a good rock band, you know. Um, did you know, like, when you guys formed, was that the direction uh, very consciously made uh, that you wanted the band to go in? Yeah, it's funny. It, it was so, sort of all organic. We really just got together to jam during COVID. Um, again, I, you know, I knew Michael through next girlfriend. He brought another person in who's, you know, how we met Cam. And we didn't really have a direction we thought this was going to go necessarily. But I think we all shared the same set of influences. We all are very, very inspired by that 2000s garage rock. I mean, we're all inspired by the Beatles, things like that. I mean, we're even all inspired by metal. So I think we just sort of when you have shared influences, influences, they tend to you fuse them all together and it synthesizes into something really, really cool and interesting in ours. So it's just kind of this synthesis of all the rock we like across all eras. Well, I think it's it's much needed um, in the in the music in the broad music scene. Um, I, I do not have my finger on the pulse. Uh, you know, I'm a weirdo. I like kind of weird music, but I love rock and. You know, I'll I'll be in the car. My wife, um, you know, she's got ser- the serious sex them in the car, and she listens to the pops. You know, she's young. She that's what she's she's into. But it's weird. Like I've been traveling. I'll be riding in her car with her lately. She'll have her, the radio on, and I'm just kind of sitting back listening. I'm like, man, that's like an Elvis ballad, or, or you know, oh, Elton John's remade another song. You know, uh, remixed another one of his songs. <laughs> Make an all career out of that, but hey, I'm not throwing shade at uh, El- or, uh, Elton. But um, what you don't hear in this mix of um, genres, which I think has a lot to do with streaming, um, people, you know, they like what they like, and and with streaming, people make playlists and they're just all over the place, you know. Whereas where I grew up, it was a, a you had you listen to the radio and, and radios had a specific genre per station and whatnot. So you put on the rock station, that's what you would hear. You know, you put on hip hop, that's what you would hear. Um, and it, it's all over the place now, but I don't hear a lot of like rock, you know? And I mean, there's some modern rock and stuff. It's out there obviously, but not, I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to think back. Like I, I remember when, like I, I was really impressed when the Killers came out. What was that mid 2000s? Um, yeah, like you, early you know, you 2000s. Had a lot of that garage rock revival. Yeah, and and kind of thing going, and and you would hear it on the popular stations and whatnot. You would hear it. I would hear it at clubs even, you know. And um, this is my back in my single wolfing around days when I was hanging out in a bunch of clubs. But um, it's cool. To hear you guys, and you guys, I watched the video. What the heck's the name of that video that I watched? It's the one with all the awesome cars in it, man. That got my attention too. Here, let me scroll. Oh down yeah, here. nocturnal. Nocturnal. Uh, or, uh, yeah, nocturnal. Um, what a great, what a great track, and what a great video. 
was very impressed. Thank you. You know? Thanks. Yeah. It's needed. It's needed. Now, you guys have been yeah. playing all kinds of places, too. And you're, what, your band's only a year old? Two years old? Something like that? Uh, yeah, years. we're really about a year old. Yeah, a year and some change. Um, we played our first show as a band back around this time last year, and that's sort of what I consider our start. And before that, it was mostly just some coordinated jam sessions. Yeah, but you guys are playing like the whiskey and the Viper Room and stuff. Guys, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to, you know, struggle for 15 years first before you get those gigs. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, (laughs) they're seeing something, you know? Yeah, we've been very, very lucky. We've had a lot of people that have, have helped us out along the way so far. You know, a lot of people that really believe in us and most of the gigs we're getting are through someone that sees us in another show and they say wow you know we want to have you guys play at our venue which is exactly how we got the whiskey i mean all these places we played around town um really cool la venues you know the mint which is a classic viper room oh, things yeah. like that so we're just kind of yeah playing all over the the scene that's cool that is called kicking ass and taking names that is check and mate man i am just i you know, I, I don't want you to, you know, get cocky about it or anything, but I'm just telling you, that is cool to see. I, I, and I think there's something here. Let me put it this way, gentlemen. If you guys were a horse, I would bet on you, you know, because I see things Thank happening there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's it's very cool. Let me ask you, you know, you guys have all mentioned that you have the, you know, various professional gigs, you know, day jobs, as they call them, is, is the the term and um as someone who's worked for himself for a few decades i know it's you know in 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 everybody's mind it's like oh you know when you work for yourself you work nine in the morning get off at five and you know it's the the flintstones with the dot sliding down the dinosaur that ain't it man that isn't how life goes when you're self-employed and whatnot are you finding it difficult juggling that with being in, in a successful band? Absolutely. Making it happen. I feel like we all I feel like we all kinda of kill ourselves a little bit to do it. Uh and you know, it's basically like having two jobs now. The thing about bands nowadays is it's not as easy to just, you know, show up to a gig and play a show and then you go and have success. I mean it's a twenty four seven job in and of itself. You know, having photos, recording, you know, having a, a social media presence. Yeah, doing a podcast, yeah. it's, it's so much work. I think we, we really are, we'd like to get a, a formal sponsorship with Red Bull or something. It would be really helpful for us. <laughs> and now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, 
Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Well, you know, that's the big, it's funny. In our, in our country, we have this, these myths that have grown up in, um, in all of entertainment, uh, but especially with, with music and whatnot. You know, I, I talk to, I have so many young bands on the show and, Everybody wants a record deal, and they, they've seen a lot of movies, and they're like, yeah, we just got to get that one right person in the audience, you know, that'll just take them backstage and pull out a contract and hand them a stack of money and say, oh, come to the party tonight, there's models, and, you know, that's how it all starts. Everybody, and I, you know, I, I don't want to burst their bubble or rain on anybody's parade, but everybody successful I know works their ass off. You got to work. You know, and you're right, especially now, you know, oh my God, it's, it's, it's like an everyday thing, yeah. a couple hours of your day, updating social media. I know. Oh, just, wow. Yeah, you got to put in the time. It's, you know, one of the truest expressions in the world is Rome wasn't built in the day, you know, anything good, anything worth doing, it takes a lot of time to build it up. Absolutely, absolutely. I had a, I had a kid the other day, he asked me, he's like, you know, how do I get to the point where you're at? I'm like, well, uh, you know, six years of art school and then uh, work for 20 years. <laughs> you know, what am I tell you? I wish I knew the shortcut. You know, there isn't any. You got to put it in. Um, <laughs> lots of girlfriends leaving, <laughs> you know, because of cheap payments. <laughs> um, at least in the beginning it was. Jesus. But, uh, you know, 
Things, if you work, if you keep your nose to the grindstone, things tend to work out um, like they are for you guys. Now, I mentioned the nocturnal video. I've been playing it. We have it posted on my website as well. Um, we're going to play Desert Dream tonight here in a little bit. Uh, that's just such a fantastic video. I don't know uh, where you got all those cars. I'm a car guy. I love the cars in the video. Um, let me ask you, I love asking my musician friends this question because I grew up in the 80s. I, I love music videos myself. You know, I think they're almost an art form. Or they really are an art form, actually. Um, but I love asking my musician friends, what is, now that you're making music videos and whatnot, do you, uh, do you like doing them, or are they a necessary evil as part of <laughs> being in a band, the business of being Perfect in a question. As if, yeah, I think, we'd, I think we'd all have different opinions on that. I'd say a necessary evil because mm. uh, I get very uh, fidgety, and I always want to be moving around. And, you know, the one thing you're doing most of the time on a set is you're just sitting and waiting. Gotcha. Gotcha. How about – how about you, Cam and uh, Michael? What do you what are, what are you guys' thoughts on music video and making them? Well, I, I to me it's interesting because I do this professionally, and uh, I find myself <laughs> in a place where I have to be in front of the camera and you know help uh, produce or get people together, and uh, it's quite exhausting. But uh, the in the end result is has been fantastic. Like this video. I'm, I'm really proud of the video we did, and it was a collaborative work. Like we all put a lot into it. Nice. Yeah, nice. I couldn't agree. Couldn't agree. What do you think? I, I personally enjoy making videos. Uh, I know they're a lot of work, but I think the end result is really rewarding, and being able to share your music with a wider audience. Uh, it's kind of a, the perfect question because we are in the process of coordinating our next music video for Desert Dream this weekend. Uh, which we're going to oh, shoot wow. in uh, the desert. So we just got some uh, drone photographers together to get some really unique aerial shots. And we're just coordinating the logistics right now and actually getting a classic uh, 66 Mustang convertible for the video too. So it's going to be really special. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. You know, Michael, when you were talking, I was just thinking, they are so lucky. They've got somebody in-house to handle logistics of touring and setting this that is fantastic. You don't know. Yeah. It's just lots of stuff. All of our strengths really shine through. Ironically, like my professional management and Cam's professional ability to coordinate music videos and Will's ability to write uh, really shines through in the band. Nice, nice. Well, you guys, you guys firing on all cylinders. I'm telling you. I saw your press pictures, those ones in the desert. I don't know who took the uh, the overexposed. Um, it, 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 it looks like the Terminator, if, if his vision was off a little bit, it was kind of a pink over, like, blown out. Um, yeah. Very, very cool. Matter of fact, I looked at that photo, and I studied that photo for about, I don't know, 20 minutes, maybe, 30 minutes, because I'm like, Sure. Man, that's so cool. I really need to do some paintings in that style. And um, I was trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, but it really inspired yeah. me. Um, hey, we're looking for an album cover right photo. now. Just saying. 
the Desert Dream single album, that's fantastic, too. That throws, it almost is a throwback to uh, some of the, I could see that growing up. I'm not saying, and you guys, when I say a throwback, I don't want people out there listening going, oh, it's a dated band. They're doing in the style of, you know, the, the 70s or the 80s or what. No, people, I'm just saying the, the vibe from the, the visual I get from the, the single um, for Desert Dream just reminds me of, of, you know, it was so cool when I was a kid. You'd get an album. You, it was because you didn't have, you didn't have the internet. So you didn't know anything about the bands other than what you read in magazines, maybe what you saw on a, some show late at night. And so albums were really important. And you would read like all the liner notes and, oh, this was produced by blah, blah, blah. This was mixed. This, the main engineer was such, you know, and you got to know these people kind of just through the albums and stuff. I don't know. It just, that cover is awesome is all I'm saying. Long way around. Say it, Thank you. There's it actually is. a really interesting story behind the Desert Dream album art. So, you know, we, we always want to find something visually striking yet yeah, that really catches your eye like you're talking about. And I had been experimenting with this open source platform, this AI art generator called Dolly. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it as oh, an really? artist. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I can spell D-A-L-L dot E. And it's this amazing AI art generator with like, you know, if you type in the right amount of keywords, it creates these unbelievably beautiful images. You can do them, you know, the styles of famous painters, any sort of, you know, discipline you might want. And I think that that album art is so cool because it, it wasn't even made by a human, you know. That is awesome. That even makes it even cooler. That makes it cooler. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it, it gave me like Asia vibes almost, you know, it was, it was very cool. Wow. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. But um, yeah, so, it, so you guys are like, you know, you made a band, you're, you're doing all this cool stuff and everything. Things are happening. You're playing places. I mean, that's the dream, right? <laughs> it's got to be a good it feeling. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a dream, I think, and, you know, we, we all had kind of given up on in some respects until we met each other, so it's so nice to be inspired by these guys, well, you know, that I'm on the phone with and just going out and doing it together. It's so amazing. You know, I think you guys are going to be inspiring a lot of people because I'll tell you, I, you know, it's weird. Where I live, um, eh, you got all ages here, South Florida. I, I'm in between, uh, up from Fort Lauderdale a little bit, Miami. Um, just south of Boca. So there's definitely a, a certain uh, majority of, of people with a certain age. And you'll get a few of these these guys um, that have, you know, that, that my father-in-law is one. Love him to death, not throwing shade or anything. Um, you know, I'm a smart son-in-law. Um, but the thing is, is he was in bands and stuff when he was young and, and life happened. Suddenly was married. Kids, things, you know, life um, you know, better put that musician stuff on hold and get the engineering degree, you know, that type of thing. And um, it's it's interesting because now he's at a place in his life, and I think a lot of people are here, at least where I'm at, where they're like kind of looking at those guitars hanging on the walls in their man room going, yeah, let me take that down for a little bit. Let me see if I can get something going. Now, you guys are quite a bit younger, of course, than that, um, but you know, it's kind of a similar thing. Um, but, and you're doing it while you're still relatively young, you know, and, and, but 
I think it's the right way to go about it. it you know, you know. Studio time? We got studio time. I got a studio in my house, you know? That's, that's such a good place to be working from, I, I would imagine. Yeah, no, it is. And I think it's funny, you know, COVID put things into perspective for a lot of people. And it sort of fundamentally changed the way we think as a society and the the sort of things as, as individuals we need for nourishment and what we want to go out and do. And I think for me, and, you know, not speaking for the others, but it really it put, you know, all those things in perspective. And it's just like you only really have one shot to do something, you know, your whole life. And particularly when you're still unattached, you know, when you're talking about having kids, having a family, you know, we're doing it with jobs, but oftentimes your job gets in the way. You really only have this one shot, as far as we know, to go out and chase your dreams. So why not go out and chase them? It all costs. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I was telling you guys, I lived in San Diego. When I was in San Diego, I, I had an opportunity to open my own gallery, and for me, that was a big deal and something I'd always wanted to do. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm so smart. I opened my gallery. Uh, you know, six months before the financial crisis hit, you know, everybody was losing their houses. The problem is when people lose their house, the walls go also. So there's, you know, people aren't buying paintings that much. Um, but at the end of it, you know, I, I was able to exactly what you're saying, to look back and say, you know, I tried it. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I didn't, I'm not you know, spending the rest of my life going, Oh, man, I, if only I would have given that a shot, you know, what would have happened? Um, you got to do it, man. You got to do it. And exactly. You, guys are. you know, it's so it's so important to never, you know, lay your head down at night when you get ready to go to sleep and think, you know, what could have been. Because that's, that's something Absolutely. you never shake that feeling. Absolutely. Now, you guys worked at um, uh, uh, Sunset Sound Studios, right? How cool is that? Was the whole was Desert Dream yeah. the whole album recorded there? Yeah, I'll let uh, Michael speak to that a little bit more since he was uh, real big in the recording process for us. Yeah, so Sunset Sound, incredibly historic studio. We did the foundational tracks, uh, especially the drums, which was so important because being in such a great acoustic room and having those vintage, legendary Neumann mics and overheads and. Uh, it really added to the, the professional uh, sound and, you know, this sort of big rock record that we were able to create. Uh, and just a, a little a little interesting note, uh, the microphones and some of the rooms we recorded in, some of the most prolific artists like John Bottom and Led Zeppelin recorded Stairway to Heaven in and Van Halen and, you know, the, the names go on and on from Audio Slave and Slipknot and, it's it's so incredible just to be a part of it. I was even told that one of the microphones we used, uh, yeah, Sinatra and Michael Jackson used these microphones. So it was incredible just to touch that, just to be a part of that energy. That's awesome. I, I don't – during the pandemic, I started watching all these weird uh, – well, not weird, but just different YouTube – I guess they call them channels. Um, I don't know what the term is, but, you know, people have a channel, yeah, on, on YouTube. And one of the ones I um, got hooked on, and I'm not in the music business, but I just found it fascinating, was um, produced like a pro. And I didn't realize, like, how much actually went into the production side 
of all this music I like, you know? Um, it isn't just yeah. like, eh, let's, let's, let's do this on the on our laptop. Maybe it is. I don't know. It, it, at least a lot of the classics weren't, you know, it wasn't always. Um, but it was fast. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, no, it's been said before, but the studio really kind of is its own instrument. You know, and like any instrument, you really have to master it. Uh, oh, yeah. And it takes years to do it well. And so we were very, very lucky to work with some very talented producers at, at Sunset, or, you know, engineers at Sunset Sound when we did the initial tracks, and also our friend Tyler Lyons of the band Midnight Village, who helped us do all the subsequent tracking. You know, having people like that that really know the studio as an instrument, I think it added a whole other layer to our sound that maybe wasn't there before. That's awesome. And it's so cool. Well, you know, I mean, when you when you work at the with the best, uh, you know, you get best results. Um, it's amazing. Let's play. Let's play Desert Dream. Now, this is the first track. This title track off the album. The album isn't out yet, but Desert Dream is, right? The single. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and it's available, I believe, on all. Like wherever you buy a stream, or wherever you stream or, or buy music, right? It's everywhere. Yep, it's available on all streaming nice. platforms: Spotify, uh, Apple Music, title all those. And then yes, yeah, so nice. the album we're still kind of targeting our release date, but uh, it's going to be sometime, you know, either later this year, or early next. Oh man! Um, well, you guys are working with Amanda over there at. Uh... <laughs> She'll have some emails for you. <laughs> On that. I'm just saying, I've worked with Amanda for, I don't know, six or seven years now. She's, she's a sweetheart. She's the best in the business. Um, but man, no, she's she is, great. We, we've she loved is, her so far. Oh, yeah. She's she's like talking to a surgeon or something when it comes to uh, promotion, you know? It's crazy. Uh, well, hey, let's play the track. Everybody, this is Astrolux Desert Dream. Check this out. It's, it's amazing. Here it is. Now I'm 
ladies and gentlemen. What a track. That was Astrolux Desert Dream. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, I'm blown away. I love it. I love it, guys. Wrong work. Thank you. Wrong work. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And, hey, listeners, that is available where at all the streaming platforms. Wherever you get your music at, you can pick this up. I suggest you do. And, um, you know, it's, it's wicked cool. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. 
There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Ruxgear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Now, I imagine, let me ask you guys this. That is such a great track. Is, is that indicative of the direction of the album? Is the album going to kind of sound? Is that a good representation, or does the album go off in different directions? I think it goes off, you know, there's a lot of songs kind of in that similar sound now, but it goes off into some very, very interesting directions. We pull from such a wide range of influences. There's things like that that sort of hang out more in the hard rock world, and then we have songs that are a little bit more poppy or pop rock, you know, drawing from our Beatles influence and the Strokes, and we, you know, even have things that are a little bit more dancey that have a slight funk vibe. So you're going to find a lot of interesting stuff on there. Very cool. Very, very cool. And it's cool you guys went an album direction. A lot of people don't do that now. A lot of bands and, and uh, singers just don't do that now. They they just strictly go the single route. You know, oh, we're going to put a single out every other month, and, uh, you know, there we go. Build up that brand, um, which is fine, which is fine. I get excited when I see, see that there's an album, just because I'm like, I like to put it, I like to experience an album, you know, I like to put an album on and, and have it wash and, and just experience the whole thing. I think that's a cool uh, experience that, that a lot of people miss out on uh, when you just focus on singles. I don't know. Very, very cool. I, I agree. We, I love listening like end to end to an album, you know, and, and just being totally immersed in one band sound is so fun and is very, rarely done anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. I used to, I used to love that man when I was when I was younger. And you know, and then it would be like some of my favorite tracks. Or the, of course, you know, I'm a weirdo. I get it. I I understand. I own it. Um, but some of my favorite tracks are some weird instrumental on the beat. That everybody's like, why is that even on there? Is that just filler? Well, it might be, but I dig it. You know, uh, or you know, some 13 minute <laughs> jam out session. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Let me or uh, let me let everybody know you guys are on Instagram, you have TikTok, and you're on Facebook, and we have links. They're very easy to find, folks. One of the cool things—I'm not even surprised at this—they're all at Astrolux Music. All you got to do is go type in Astrolux Music, and boom, you're there. Um, or you can go to our show page and click on the links there. Either way, I'll get you the same place. Um, you guys have no idea how many bands I get on, and they're all, like, different. <laughs> you know what I mean? On Facebook, you, you know, you got to put in the name of the band and then the screw to pie and blah, blah, blah. And it, it's very confusing. Not for you guys. Astrolux Music. Very smart. <laughs> very smart. You would think everybody would understand that, you know. Uh, they don't. They don't. Crazy. It's crazy. I even like you guys' logo. 
Thank you. We made that ourselves, actually. It's great. It's great. Every man, so many rock bands I get on the show, they they think they're queen. They put up, you know, well, we need to have a castle and a dragon, and there has to be a ship, a pirate ship, and this and I'm like, it's a logo. When you reduce it, man, on a shirt, no one, it's going to be a blob. Don't you understand? Um, you guys do, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very, very cool. Now, you guys, um, as you're playing, I imagine you guys getting all kinds of merch and stuff together as well that people can pick up at the shows. Yeah, we, it's funny. We, we just started to talk about merch. You know, so many things go into making a band. There's so many things, you know, so many costs. Mm. So our main focus has really just been on, you know, playing live, uh, finishing Give up our album, shooting some music videos. Yeah, we're just kind of now getting into the merch game, but T-shirts and stickers and all that stuff to follow very soon. Very cool, very cool. We, uh, I use uh, Zazzle for mine. Um, all my a bunch of musicians I know turned me on to that back uh, ten years. Um, how long have we been doing that? Ten years now. And uh, kind of works out because they just handle everything. They drop ship the stuff to whomever. I don't have to do with any of it. Um, you know, send me a check. It's it's nice. Um, and you know, works out real well. But. Uh, and it's a nice little side income, too, you know. Uh, very cool. Very, very cool. Now, you guys, as we mentioned, you guys are filming. You're out in the desert this weekend. Oh, man. That is cool. Now, do you guys convert or uh, commute back and forth, or do you just go out there and, and stay out there in a tent? What, how how does a, a video shoot for Astrolux go, typically? Uh, it's pretty organized, I must say. <laughs> nice. Everything is, is well thought of beforehand, and uh, of course the creative input uh, comes out, you know, on uh, on location too. But uh, as for logistics, I mean, Michael has been uh, working so hard and getting the um, things in order, and I'm going to be, you know, with Will and everybody else, uh, bringing in some other creative aspects into it. Nice, nice, very cool. Oh, very cool. Well, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. And, um, you know, it's such a good song. It, it, I, it, it's going to blow me away. I, I know it. I predict it. Um, very, very cool. Now, last question. Um, are you guys do playing out anywhere coming up that uh, we need to let people know about so they can check you guys out live? Or just keep checking the social so we're and actually... you guys will announce when you – yeah, we're just kind of in the process of booking our next round of shows. Um, okay. We should have some very exciting things coming up yet, uh, coming up soon that we're still working on. So just keep following the socials, checking us out on Instagram, all that. We do all of our announcements there. So should be exciting stuff coming soon. Very cool. Well, you guys, I'm going to tell you this. You guys all already know this. You know, you're kicking ass. Um, you guys re- keep doing what you're doing, man. You're real, real good at it, you know, seriously. Um I can't wait to uh, see and hear more, um, you know, and I can't wait to, you know, next single or whatever, when the album drops, let me know. I will be bugging Amanda about it over at Trend uh, PR because uh, I want to have you guys back on. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support and thanks for having us on today. Um, oh, it was man. an absolute pleasure to talk to you for a little bit and uh, thanks for listening to you and everyone oh, else absolutely. listening to this. Thanks for listening to our music. 
Awesome, man. Well, you keep making the great music, and people will. This is really, really cool. Okay, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, we are going to convert this episode into a podcast. We'll push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. I know everybody's saying, Jamie, how many podcasting platforms can there possibly be? Let me tell you, we're on 715 right now. 715. I'm just saying, if you're thinking about starting a business and the business your brilliant idea is a podcasting platform. There's 715 that I know about <laughs> already out there. Might want to rethink that. Just saying. Just saying, you know. I don't know how you're going to compete with Spotify, but whatever, you know, do you do you. Anyhow, we're going to have this out, and uh, people can download it, listen to it, all that. Um, oh, I have a note here on my uh, board. If you want to listen to uh, this podcast or any of my podcasts, uh, this is episode, what is it, 1284. That's a lot of talking, folks. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, You can always listen to these ad-free if you uh, become a VIP. Uh, That's our Patreon system um, on my website, jamierocks.us, for more info on all the tiers and you get different stuff. You know how Patreon works. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, But, Across all the tiers is ad-free podcast uh, that, that we do here. So there's that. Anyway, we will be back tomorrow. We've got a uh, very cool singer-songwriter um, out of, I believe she's from North Carolina. I think I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's South Carolina. I don't really know offhand, but I'll find out. Uh, but anyway, that's for tomorrow's show, and uh, we will see you then. You can always also, if you go to poprocksradio.com, you can see who's coming up. Uh, we try to post a week out at least. Uh, we might be a little behind on next week. I don't know. I think it's all caught up, though. I could be wrong on that as well. Anyhow, always check that out, and you can see who's coming up and who's it's got our archives. So any of those 1,284 episodes you want to listen to, well, you can find them all there. Very cool. Check out our sponsors. They're awesome. And use their code. They all have a code. You can save a couple bucks. And, hey, remember, the world is uh, still a little weird. So, you know, be nice. Be kind to people. If the, if the waiter or waitress is taking a little extra time bringing you a cup of coffee, you know, don't scream at them. Just be cool. How about that, you know? Anyhow, we will see you next time. Thanks, Astrolux. You guys rock. You guys are the best. Thank you for having us, Jamie. We'll talk soon. And anytime. Absolutely. See everybody later. Bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.